Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to my next episode of the Female Fest. I have a wonderful guest with us today. She was the former Brampton Cup gold medalist in 2016, and she has also stepped in the ring with Olympian Mandy Bujold. So this girl is a brave force to be reckoned with, I will note. Please welcome Caroline Casson. You can oh, it. Out here, Caroline. <laughs> it's Caroline Casson, Pug Kelly Wonkin. Hi, Kelly Wonkin. I'm so sorry. I really tried. I was so confident. Charlotte, like, don't apologize. It takes a whole training course to learn my last name. So Hi, Kelly it's Wong. all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. And I'm super excited. That was good. Great conversation with you. So tell me. You and I, we met, I think it was actually, uh, it was 2017, was it? Or 2016? I think it was 2016 when we met. I'm not sure. Sometime around then. Sometime around then. And, you know, I remember seeing you. I, think I guess, it, I think it was 20,000. 2016? 2016, yeah. Yeah, 2016. I remember I thinking think. when I saw you, you know, that girl looks so sweet. That girl looks so nice. Like I would never look at you and think that you would want to, you would want to go into a sport like this, but that even made me more excited thinking, this is great. Like more girls are becoming confident to do this, that you're seeing girls that look like a pretty girl like you and saying like, no, I can do this. I can step in here. You know what I mean? Like, I remember thinking like, yeah. that's awesome. And I like, I was excited to get to know you and we didn't really exchange a few words, but like after the fight, but I just thought like, this is, this is a perfect example of how the sport is really expanding. So I yeah. just ask, yeah. you, like, can you tell me, like, I don't think that we've ever had a deep conversation before. Like, can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to walk into boxing when it was like, why? That's a good question. So <clears throat> when I started boxing, um, I had just got out of a long relationship and I was feeling pretty down I was going through a little bit of depression and um, I just needed some somewhere to vent and somewhere to get rid of this you know kind of bad energy that I was kind of carrying around so I looked up boxing gyms in my city and I ended up I ended up starting at adrenaline and then I also moved to boomers. And when I moved to boomers, that's when I started competing. Oh. So it just, as soon as I started, I just kind of was hooked and it's just such an amazing sport. It takes your mind off of everything. And I just, that was it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. this was something like a, you know what, like I'm feeling here right now and I need something to kind of just get this out of me. I need that ugly feeling that's coming around inside me just to release it and yeah this boxing is always one of those go-to sports for that just to punch something just feels so good absolutely <laughs> and I think from what I remember that you said is that you actually started with OBA before you went into boxing yes. stereo so did you have the option in the beginning to choose like to compete either under OBA or boxing interior or how, like how did that conversation go uh well the club that I was fighting out of at the time was registered with OBA okay so that was boomers um which is now closed uh but they were registered with OBA so I just that was all I really knew to start and that's 
how I ended up competing with OBA first. You know, my very first bout ever was held at Boomers. No way. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, wow. So easy. Um, but OBA and Box in Ontario, these are two completely different um, organizations. Yes. You have competed in both of them. Can you highlight the differences that you noticed or like some of the things that you saw that were different? Oh, well, <laughs> um, I'm not very good at sugarcoating things, so I apologize. Don't uh, but I think that Boxing Ontario was much more structured uh, compared to OBA, and it was much more organized. And the main problem with OBA was there wasn't a lot of girls for me to fight. Like I fought, I had three fights with the OBA, and I had fought everyone that we know of that was at my weight. So that was it. And oh, four girls. that's when I started considering and looking to see, you know, what else is out there. Right. Okay. Okay. And Box in Ontario too, just for our, um, just for the audience to know, Box in Ontario is with Aiba, like connected with Aiba, which is, you know, the Olympic mm -hmm. route. So anybody who's thinking of going to Pan Am games, Commonwealth games, uh, Canadian national titles, that would be like for the province Ontario, you'd be with Box in Ontario, OBA will not take you to um, these kinds. I think OBA is geared towards more professional. Is that right? I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say that, but a lot of um, athletes that competed in OBA, I noticed there was a little bit of a trend where they were going pro okay. after you know maybe 30 or 40 fights compared to Boxing Ontario, people had quite a bit more experience before they considered turning pro. Right, especially because with Boxing Ontario, if you have the opportunity to go to a, a Canadian national title, which would take you, let's say, to like an international tournament, that would be um, even a qualifier, right, to go to these world championships. Whereas I, I'd assume that OBA doesn't offer these kinds of routes considering it's a smaller organization, am I right? Yes, and they actually closed down shortly after I left the OBA. So, I mean, it was kind of, I think, maybe on its last leg at that point yeah. anyways. Yeah. I have, like, very little knowledge about OBA, as you can tell. So I, I definitely just wanted to kind of put that out there. Okay. Hmm. So, great. So you started with boxing, and you went to Boomers, and then uh, from Boomers, you obviously um, had to make a transition then, right, from Boomers before, or, or were you were you competing with Boomers even when? I was competing with Boomers, and then what happened was I met Mark, and we started doing uh, some traveling for training together, and that's when I met Coach Socrates from Combat Arts, and we just had like the best chemistry. I knew I needed him to be my coach right away. And that's kind of what led me to switching over to Boxing Ontario. Right. Okay. So Mark, he is now your husband. You yes. both had a beautiful baby together. Again, congratulations. Thank you. So you guys met through the sport of boxing and that's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's um, quite a few couples in the actual uh, boxing community. You and I could probably think of a few off the top of our head that are together and they met through boxing and whatnot. But I find that there's also this stigma specifically for girls that, and I, you mentioned to me before that you never 
um, really had an issue with this. But usually this, the stereotype is that you shouldn't be in a romantic relationship while you're on. Or I think a lot of just female athletes probably get the same talk. Like you can't focus on your sport if you're in a relationship because then you'll be distracted. So what do you think about that dynamic considering you are, this is now your husband, but you guys met through the sport. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's just really a matter of opinion. I mean, a relationship can be distracting or it can be supporting. In my case, it was very supportive. So it definitely worked for us and it went both ways. But um, I've seen a lot of instances where people are getting, you know, sidetracked with their training because the relationship that they're in isn't working for the sport. Like you need to have the other person to really be able to understand and be on board with you because it's a huge commitment when you're competing. Absolutely. Because, you know, you look at, um, for example, boxing, when you're going to these really important tournaments and mm -hmm. I shouldn't even just say boxing, any sport where you want to take it to a competitive level and you have to put in the hours, you have to put in the days, you have to be there. You know, it's a, it's a whole lifestyle. And you mentioned earlier, sometimes people will say, oh, like you only need two hours. So easy for somebody to say that when they're not in the industry, right? Right, right. So there's an example of like that toxicity where if your partner is not supportive and understanding your position as an athlete, then it's not going to work out. You need that support. Just like anybody needs support with anything that they're going into, whether it be a sport whether it be a business, if you don't have a partner that's helping you out or just at least acknowledging that you have to make some sacrifices and being okay with that, then obviously you shouldn't be looking for a partner then if that's what you got to focus on. But I don't think that there's anything wrong if you have the right relationship, like we were saying. Yeah, 100% agreed. Because so I, Mark, he is a pro boxer himself. He's yes. done very well for himself. And uh, you guys just opened up a new gym recently, right? Yes, that's right. So um, actually, we just registered with Box Ontario today. So that's pretty exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. So you'll be seeing us around once things start picking up again. That's amazing. Um, our gym is called, uh, actually, I like to say it's, it's Mark's gym um, because he's a co-owner there and he runs the boxing program. So it's him and four business partners. It specializes in boxing and boot camps, and the gym is called Get Enhanced Inc. Okay. So that's located downtown London, Ontario. Fantastic. Well, I hope that everybody heard that. So anybody from London that's looking for a place to kind of check out, there you go. And also too, so during your competitions, like when you moved over to Boxing Ontario, and obviously you got an opportunity mm -hmm. to fight a lot more than just three girls. What was that like for you taking that transition? And why did you choose specifically that like you wanted to actually start taking this to a competitive level? Like what were your goals with that? Um, because I love the sport so much. I, that's why I chose to start competing. Um, but switching over it, uh, was really nerve wracking for me, to be honest, because Mark told me like, girl, you're in for a rude awakening. These girls in boxing Ontario, they're out for the kill. 
And <laughs> he was he wasn't lying. Like I remember we went to um, I think it was Huff Gym right. for an open sparring, and there was refs there that were helping out trying to get some experience. And one of them gave me an eight count in sparring. And after on the way home, I started crying. Oh. And I remember feeling like I'm such a wuss. Am I actually crying? Like I didn't expect it to be so hard. And I, you know, like just seeing how much harder people were training in that area. And uh, even just with Boxing Ontario, it was uh, it was eye opening. And I knew that, you know, I had to stick at it. And I love a good competition. So that's wonderful to hear. I, I'm so happy you said that because a lot of people, when they have, as you called it, a rude awakening, when they have a moment of clarity, like this is the real deal, like this is what it is. A lot of people won't take that next step. A lot of people are like, you know what? Like I'm crying right now and like, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this on a regular basis, you know? And they'll be like, all right, checked out. I'll just go and train recreationally and that'll be my uh, workout. But you said, no, I love a good competition. Like that was your words right now. <laughs> love a good competition. And that is, yeah. that is exactly the kind of fighting spirit that like, I love that. So you decided like, okay, I had a, I had a not so good day that day, but that's okay. Cause tomorrow I'm going to show up. I mean, yep. up until I get better. Exactly. Good. So tell me like from that point on, after experiencing your first fight with Box Ontario, what did you think? I'm trying to remember what my first fight, who I was fighting for my first fight with Boxing Ontario. I think I think I remember the exact one it was. And the fight stopped early. So I think my opponent was stopped in the second round, if I remember correctly. So it wasn't very, it wasn't very long, but um, I remember thinking like, just feeling like I was in a whole nother place, like as if I traveled to New York or something. It, it was just like the different pace and and how professional the association was compared to kind of what I was used to. And yeah, it was great. I loved the whole experience and I really enjoyed boxing under Boxing Ontario. That's great. Like, that's amazing to yeah. hear that, like, especially that, considering that you already had an experience before with OBA. And then when you made that transition and you did really well, obviously. So that was kind of like, a, and this I'm assuming was after that sparring session that you had. Yes. Well, look at that. You know, yeah, there's there's good days and bad days in boxing. Yeah, absolutely. So like, and we were talking about too, uh, when we had the silver gloves fight, because I think that it's really important when athletes, if the fight doesn't go the way that you were hoping for, or if the fight is not like, you don't get the outcome that you want, to be able to have that, maturity to be able to have that growth mindset of what can I learn from this I think is super important so you we, we had our fight you fought Justine and mm -hmm. you also had the opportunity to fight an Olympian Mandy Pujold yes so what was that like going into a fight against an Olympian uh, that was a little bit scary I remember 
taking the, when I first agreed to take the fight, or I think it was in a tournament. So I saw that she was the only other person registered. So leading up to it, and I think I was checking Boxing Ontario website every day thinking like, oh my God, please tell me someone else is going to enter the tournament. I'm going to have to fight them first. Or I was just kind of panicking the whole time. And you know what it's like in a tournament. You don't really know until a few days before your fight who your opponents will be or could be. And so I was a little bit nervous leading up to that. And I remember a lot of people telling me, you know, you're my friend and I care about you and I don't want you taking this fight. You know, some people were saying like, you're going to get knocked out or you're going to get seriously hurt. So for me, I was, you know, it was kind of, I was torn in the middle of like, should I take this? Like, I really want the experience. And my coach Sock was really supportive and he knows like he's been around boxing for a long time. So I decided to, you know, trust what he said. And he said, you know, you've been training hard and everything's going well. You can do this. You know, you might not come out with the win. Let's be honest here. She's got, you know, hundreds more fights than you. Uh, but he said, it's worth the experience. You're not going to learn more from a fight than you can from somebody with that much more experience from you. So that was really motivating for me to, you know, continue on with that and go on to take the fight. You know what, that is like, that is so amazing that you were able to have that mindset, especially when people are saying that to you, like that must've been so frustrating too, because it's like, I'm not that bad. Like <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not going to get knocked out or something, you know, <laughs> like yeah, I, I can totally relate to you. You know what? Like full disclosure, I had this fight um, with this girl, uh, Bianca Packin. She was at the time, uh, I think four time national champion in her division. She had a lot more experience than me, just international experience and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was playing out of um, Atlas at the time. And of course, just as an athlete, you always have to have confidence in yourself going into anything. You don't have to have this ego and cockiness, but it's the confidence that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the fight, I had to go actually fly to her hometown and do a double, a dual match. So fight her one day and then the next day fight her again. And exactly the same thing. Everybody was saying to me, you're going to lose. Everybody was saying to me, are you sure you want to do this? Everybody was saying to me, it is her hometown. Like she's going to, you know, she's going to get ready for this. I even had people say like, well, just go there and have fun. They like, just have fun. Okay. I thought to myself, like, hey, like, I can, I can do this, you know, like, why, yeah. why is everybody, like, discouraging me? I thought it was so weird, which, like, you know, if, if, any, if anybody wants to know, I did win the two fights because I had to really push those things out of my head and just focus. Mind you, though, I wasn't going in the ring with an Olympian, okay? Like, going in the ring with Mandy, I train with her. She is well, just Mandy herself, like she's just another level completely. And I think that, you know, I think that she can totally medal at the Olympics. I have full confidence in my partner that she will totally go gold. So to say that you went into a fight with a girl that has all that experience, all these accolades and so many people discouraging you, you're a winner alone in that. You're a champ for showing up, getting on that scale, walking into the ring, touching gloves, getting in that ring, 
doing everything you had to do, not getting knocked out, not <laughs> getting stopped, okay, right. you did the thing, and you walked out with your head held high with all that experience. I never had a fight with Mandy. Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, I never had a fight with her. I I trained with her. I spar with her, obviously, but even I right. never had a fight with her. I'm surprised because you fought everyone. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? You still had to fight with her. Like that's the experience that you get to take home with you. I think that's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was really um, an uplifting experience. Like even though I lost the fight, obviously, um, I learned so much from it, and I proved to myself that I can do this and I can hang in there. You know, it wasn't an easy fight by any means. I mean, she's Mandy Bujold, but. Um, yeah, like it's, it was, it felt really good to show people that said, I'm gonna, you know, get knocked out, or it's gonna end my career, etc. I get it. And you know yeah. what, like, a shame on anybody for discouraging somebody like that. I, I don't agree with that at all. I think that, you know, you decided to take the fight. So just focus on, like, getting ready for it. There's mm-hmm. like, that's like the whole point was the experience like we talked about that was the whole point right you know you're never going to yeah. be there with somebody that's higher so like it's a great opportunity nevertheless anyways so fast forwarding a little bit from that fight with mandy you like i have i have bleh, how i've seen you've had a baby since you've been married and all that stuff but i haven't mm-hmm. seen you competing where yeah. have you been what's going on tell me well, I think that my last fight was in 2017, and that's when I decided to hang up the gloves. Okay. So basically what happened was I didn't end up staying around Boxing Ontario for too long and competing. I had, I think, 12 fights within like one year. They were all really close together, and I was really, really busy. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing probably around my eighth or ninth fight that I wasn't feeling well. And it wasn't that I was just burnt out from training or I had a specific injury. I started feeling, you know, really, really intense aches and pains all over my body. Mm-hmm. And I would have days where I just, I couldn't even walk and I didn't understand. And then, you know, a week later, I'd be feeling better again. Uh, So this weird pattern kind of continued and I was still competing while I was having these troubles. And I started, you know, going to see doctors and trying to find answers and getting x-rays and ultrasounds and this and that. And what happened was I eventually was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So that put a big curve in everything that I wanted to do with Boxing Ontario and competing. Can you tell us like exactly what that is for anybody who doesn't know? Yeah, so there's actually quite a few symptoms that come with that name fibromyalgia, but basically it's when um, you're experiencing severe musculoskeletal pain and discomfort. So like joint pain, muscle pain, body aches, um, extreme fatigue, et cetera. There's also some people who have it suffer from depression, anxiety, mood disorders. Mm. I'm 
fortunate enough, fortunate enough that I don't struggle too much with that aspect of it. It's mostly just the physical. So I had that going on and I was still competing against some pretty high level athletes. Mm -hmm. So I started to kind of get a chip on my shoulder feeling like this isn't fair and it's not really an even fight. And, you know, I'm coming up short on decisions and it was just getting really frustrating. And then in training, I got a concussion. So that's when I just kind of had to take a break and really slow down. And that was a whole learning experience in itself. Right. Absolutely. I'm really sorry first let me say that you had to experience this. Is there like a cure for this or is? There is not. Um, what it what it's brought on by is um, emotional and physical distress. So for me, I was kind of forced out of boxing because I knew that was the only way I was going to feel better is if I'm getting proper rest. And if I'm trying to train to compete with the best girls in my area, like I'm not getting proper rest. It's just impossible. So I hung up the gloves and kind of started moving on to different things. Mark was talking about opening up a business and we had just gotten married. So there was a whole ton of big things going on and it was kind of an interesting transition but I'm very happy with where things are now and wouldn't really change it okay so again like you know as we're talking through these different topics what I'm noticing about you specifically is that everything that's happened you have always looked for the positive and you always grow mm -hmm. from experiences which I yeah. think is a really unique and a really beautiful thing about you specifically. And I didn't know that about <laughs> you. And I'm happy to learn Thanks. this in our conversation. It's great. And yeah. now like, so now that you had to deal with this, do you ever like um, just train like recreationally by yourself or like with Mark? Like do you ever- do All that? the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, and so it doesn't actually affect you boxing, like just for fun. No, no, it's just that it's really hard to stick to a schedule where I'm- um you know on a hardcore regimen all the time right. and that's kind of how things need to be when you're competing like you're training two three times a day so that's not really reasonable for me especially now that I have a baby but um yeah I train here and there I actually do some coaching at Mark's gym so I help him out amazing so this is yeah. this is great to hear like you know obviously I would never I always empathize because as a competitor I think like you know I'm sorry that you had to kind of like take the competitive side out of it I, I know you loved it I know that like well, yeah you talked about you're willing to step in there with an Olympian so what else would you do you know that's mm -hmm. great so obviously I'm very empathetic to that but you know that's great that you didn't have to give up the sport that's great that it doesn't like affect you in a sense where you can't still enjoy that part and obviously mm -hmm. boxing very dear to your heart Yes, yeah, definitely. And I think it's really important to show other women who have a similar situation where they're kind of forced to stop for one reason or another, um, whether it's a concussion or something less serious that life goes on, you're not just a boxer, you're all these other great things. And just because you know, you have to take a short break from competing or 
you can't, you know, you have a really bad injury and you can't box right now, or you don't know when you'll be able to again. There's so many other things that you can be, and you can be amazing at it. And, you know, you can learn to channel this energy that you have for competing and boxing in other ways to pay it forward to other people and, you know, to keep yourself happy and, you know, just interested in boxing altogether. There's tons of opportunities out there. That is such, such an important point that you just made. So <laughs> thanks. We're not just a boxer. You are so many other things and boxing mm-hmm. happens to be one of the ways you show that. Exactly. That is so important. Mm-hmm. Even myself, like going through, well, you know, like you were just saying, like competing is very stressful on your body. Competing is very stressful on your mind, especially when you're going in with these high level athletes. Mm-hmm. Many times my coach, my performance coach has had to tell me exactly that because I would get in my head, like, if I don't win, if I don't like do this good, this and that. And he always had to remind me like, but we love you anyways. You just got to show up and give your best. And that's all we yeah. have. That's it. Yeah. And even if it doesn't work out, because he used to tell me that if there's going to be a day that one day you're not going to compete anymore. And what then? Like you have to be aware that you are still this incredible person. You're still this incredible athlete. You know, nobody can take that from you. And you take all those wonderful qualities and you just channel it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And exactly you know, that took a long time for me to understand, but I'm really happy that you put that out there because a lot of girls, you know, they just like I was, you get caught up in that, like, mm-hmm. you know, boxing, this is it, this is it, this is it. Yes, yeah. you have a focus. Like, for example, Mandy as an Olympian, this is her focus right now, is the Olympics. Like, but I think that Mandy is very aware that her identity is not just that. I think that she's aware that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for her, obviously, but mm-hmm. she's an amazing person. She just channels, she's just yes. channeling it right now into boxing. You know, I'm sure that when she retires, she's going to probably do a lot of other things, you know, yeah, like whatever. And I, so I think that that was an incredibly important point that you made. And I think that that is like, it speaks volumes of the kind of person that you are. And Thank I you. think you've also had a lot of support around you too. I think that Mark has been a great supporting, supportive partner from what I understand. Yes, definitely. And it goes both ways. I mean, when he was, um, you know, ha- fighting on a regular basis, it was the same way. Like he would be leaving for training camp for weeks on end and you have to give that support and understand where people are coming from. That must be really hard. Like one thing I said is like, you know, I'm the athlete, so it's hard for me. I haven't really personally dated athletes that are competing at the same level. I've never, I've always kind of stayed away, like from doing that just because, mm-hmm. and like, I, I can never picture myself like, wow, like if my partner was doing the things I was doing, going to Ireland for like a week, going here, going there, like that must be like hard to do at times how did it feel for you um I was excited for him like I understand what it's like to be competing and um I was just really happy for him and to see him live in his best life is gonna keep me happy so it just goes both ways 
Yeah. And you know, like, I guess that, I guess too, because you have experience in the exact same sport, I guess that kind of also helped you both with supporting each other because you both have a deep understanding of it. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Well, like, and what if, like, now that you guys opened up this gym, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the heavy thing here is COVID. So how has that been? How have you guys been doing with that? Um, because the gym opened during COVID, we haven't really had to adapt too much because the rules were already like that when we got there. So, you know, we just have been going with the flow and the lockdowns have kind of sucked. Right now we're in, um, I think we're in orange zone right now. So things are a little bit better here in London than they are in, Miss. are you in Mississauga or Kitchener? I, well, like my gym that I coach out of is Mississauga. I'm with, uh, yeah. I, I train in Kitchener. So right. like here is both, but over there it's like open. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we've uh, been able to keep up with the guidelines that are going on right now. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to what's next. Okay, well, again, like, that's great. And that, that that was really brave to open up during a pandemic like this, you know, when you, everybody's businesses are shutting down through all this, but you guys are like, nope, right. we made a plan, this is it, so we're opening. Exactly, right. You know what they say, resistance uh, creates strength. There you go, no pressure, no diamonds. Exactly. Great, well, you know what, I really... I really loved this conversation because I think that sometimes people get caught up with always talking to these athletes that are like world champion of this Canadian champion of this and, or, or um, Irish champion of this, everybody wants to hear, but I think that it gets lost in translation that there's other athletes that have also competed in the sport that have this incredible journey and they may mm-hmm. not have been holding a Canadian title. But for example, like with your experience, like this is very quality experiences and it's very important for other athletes to hear, like, this is my story. And mm-hmm. my, these are my um, challenges that I've had. These are the things I took away from it. And this is very unique and I love it. And I'm really happy that you were comfortable sharing this with me and for everybody. Yeah, well, I hope that, you know, maybe somebody will hear this and it will help them. There's um, such there's so much room for growth for women in this sport like we have so many things going against us right now um you know it's it's a hard time in society like we have eating disorders and then you know you add that with cutting weight and these high expectations and there's so many things weighing on women from different angles and you know it's it's hard just being a woman in this sport and a male dominant sport. And I think, you know, it's great for us to connect and talk like this and really be able to open up and share our stories. I've enjoyed hearing everything that you've had to say on your, on your podcast. So yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. And, you know, before we close off, you actually mentioned something that was important, um, mm-hmm. right? Eating disorders. You're right. Yeah, People are very like, uh, well, woman specifically, you know, with this uh, idea that's like shoved in our, sp- in our face, especially nowadays with like the new trends of like, um, you know, Cardi B, um, Nicki Minaj, like these are now like the trends and these are now the things yes. that are like, oh, you know, yeah, that young girls 
you have a beautiful baby girl that you just brought into the world. So now you're going to be very conscious about the things that they're seeing in the media. Um, With that said, when you were going into boxing, were any of these things something that you had to kind of really struggle with or something that you found challenging in any of these aspects for yourself? It was, and I see it a lot in other women too. Um, You know, we have these high expectations and I think that women are really good at comparing themselves to other women and it's not a healthy way to be. Um, I've also, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also a nutritionist. So I did not know that. Yeah, I became a nutritionist when I started competing in boxing because I wanted to know more about cutting weight and helping my friends cut weight. Right. So yeah, so that was something that I picked up um, through my boxing journey. And it really did teach me a lot about, you know, what's healthy, what's not, Um, not just eating wise, but mentally when it comes to expectations and weight and weight cuts, et cetera. So yeah, there's like, I could go on forever about all this stuff, but I, I'm going to try to stay on, on topic for you. (laughs) I mean, like, I didn't even know that about you. You kept that secret. Sorry. I have lots of stuff. I have so many things that just, Oh, it's just another thing that's like a surprise. And it's a great thing to hear. I didn't know that you were doing that. And for those reasons, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know, I mean, my door is always open for anybody that's struggling in that area. Um, any female or even male boxers that, you know, are having a hard time with weight cuts or, you know, not really sure if you have, you know, healthy expectations when it comes to things like this. My door is always open and feel free to reach out to me. Well, I hope that everybody heard that because that is very important. It's a very common yeah. thing in boxing for men and women is the weight cuts. Sometimes they do very dangerous weight cuts. And half the time when you see these knockouts in the ring, it's due to dehydration. It's due to lack of proper nutrition. It's not even because of the actual opponent. It's because right. of care of their body and they're not prepared for those kinds of impacts. So super, like, that's great to hear that you actually took it upon yourself to, you know what, let me educate myself and let me make sure I'm doing this the right way. That's Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people should take note of that and if they have questions there you go Caroline thank you no thank you I I had a great conversation with you today and I'm really happy that you shared your experience which is very important and you know I'm really looking forward for everybody to hearing like you know what you're going through right now and you know that they don't have to cut themselves short that they can keep going and that you're not just a boxer. You're so many other things. You're just channeling it through boxing. So I, I love that. So thank you so much for being on the show with us. You're welcome, Scarlett. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Great. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. And stay tuned for next week's episode of The Female Fist. Thank you, Caroline.